Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And back, returning champion, Rindog Mobile. Hi, everybody. I'm Rin. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> yeah, here I am. We miss you. Thanks. That reminded me of that song we used to sing in... in uh, church when i was little Here the old gray man lord is it mm-hmm. i lord i have heard you calling in the night i will go lord mm. if you need me mm. Mm. i will hold your people in my heart i think i think that's the end Great song. Great and song. I always sing, start it out. Here I am, Lord. Yeah. Keep going. Is it I, Lord? And then what I think should come is, and was bringing up three ba- very lovely girls. Because it sounds like the Brady Bunch song. There were so many of those like Catholic boring moaning songs that My God, ended so up much sounding moaning. like something else. Like I was like, oh, man, that sounds like this song or whatever. And that one always, it was always... Uh, the Brady Bunch for me. Mm. Yeah. I actually, so. I really liked that one. There was some, I don't know, it made me feel like a nice solace or something. It's I actually it a good was, song. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a sweet. Yeah, and the melody one. of it is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, the the problem for me with so much Catholic song Dissonance. Is just the amount of people, there was, everybody was moaning, everybody was doing <laughs> that like voice modulation shit where they like weren't pivoting at all. They're just, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I blame. Well, and there is a lot of like interestingly dissonant. Like I think a lot of stuff is maybe in a minor key or something. Oh, maybe because there's a lot of like ooh, and a lot of churches have Catholic churches have organs. And oh so yeah, it's which just are that, those are moaning? It's yeah. it literally is moaning. It's blowing air through right. tubes. I mean, I didn't know that anything was necessarily wrong until when I was in probably high school and I went with a black friend of mine to a Baptist church and it was like, wait a second. Church could have been this. Right. Everybody was sweating and singing and dancing and we ate afterwards and like it was fun. Like I, you actually weren't like afraid of God. I know. I went to awesome. in my 20s a f- with a friend to like a kind of mega church sort of situation. Yeah. And like the, the I can't remember what you call it. The word, the leader of the I singing. I want to say cantor, but that's I think no, in that's, Jewish faith. Yeah, but the the person that was singing and kind of leading the song, it was like a full on rock band. Yeah, and she auditioned for American Idol. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was well. Trying- <laughs> this is I mean, like New Life Church in my hometown. You know, is the big uh, like focus on the family. New Life Church, the biggest evangelical Christian community in the world in Colorado Springs. And their shit is a laser light stadium show. Oh my god! It's like going to see, you know, whatever Bon Jovi at their like, you know, at the tilt. Like they were. Right. It's like a you go there and it's an event. Yeah, like your tithing it. is getting put to use. Yeah, like, like you see, a you see the the very um, uh, closeted man who runs the church driving around in like a Lambo with a pink right. silk shirt on. Right. Um. Uh, and then you, yeah, and the church is like dialed. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you're going to go to a place, it's pretty, I get it. Well, sure. Everybody should be watching The Righteous Gemstones as well. That's such a good show. show is so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're already a couple minutes into the show, and <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, so, okay, so f- should we preface this? The reason that we've come on this episode of Mikey and Rin Stay In is that this is going to be the last episode of Mikey and Rin Stay In. Yeah, we're holding a little Mikey and Rin Stay In eulogy right now. Yep, eulogy, <laughs> yep. Wouldn't you want to be, don't you want to be there to hear the things that people would say about you mm, at your funeral, right? Definitely. So um, we are putting Mikey and Rin Stay In to bed. Mm-hmm. And we are waking up. It's kind of like Jesus went into the... Cave. Cave. Rock in front of the cave. But... There's Rock a rebirth. Didn't move. Yeah. Rebirth is happening. <laughs> and then ascending to the clouds, ascending to heaven. <laughs> Mikey and Rin eat in. <laughs> so we're officially, we're not starting a new podcast. We're going to, well, we're not starting a separate podcast. We are going to just change this podcast to something that we actually want to talk about every week, which is food yeah. and fun. Mike and Stan has served us really well, and I think it's really been a great place for us to talk to people about what we've been going through. But it's it's a lot. It's a lot to kind of motivate ourselves to come to the table every week and talk about something that we're going through that's actively really sad. And it's just heaviness, right? And I think that there's part of me, I think that I'm starting to feel like our, like we're the fun friends, in our world. Like we're the friends that when people here were coming to the party, they're like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and in the last couple, couple years, it's been like, Oh, Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> like just getting kid gloved. And I feel like people are going to start walking up to us, like actively with Kleenex, bo- Kleenex boxes. Like, <laughs> and I'm just, I don't want, I don't want to be like, I do always want to be aware. I will talk about it. If I see you in person, call me on the phone. We can talk about it. I just think our show, if we're putting something out into the world, I want it to be about something that's fun and happy. Yeah, and I think also with our food podcast, we're going to explore all of the different sides of food. So sure. There's, yeah, I mean, yeah, not always fun stuff. Right. So there's going to be, you know, recipes and food fights and yeah. food ghosts yeah. and the, but the also cor- you know food access and yeah. what does that mean and yeah, talking um, about food politics food in the news for sure um yeah. the main core of the show is that every time when you come in um we are going to have cooked something out of a cookbook um either a friend's cookbook or something that we love and the core of the show is about the fact that we a are trying to cook more i i'm a chef Rinny's an unbelievable cook. We get into kind of a rut with what we cook. Mm -hmm. And we want to have a thing where, you know, every week we're pushed to cook a new recipe, cook something fun, use ingredients maybe we haven't. And then sometimes we're going to bring on cookbook authors, so people that have written a cookbook, and we're going to eat their food with them. And then on top of that, we're going to talk about all the dumb shit that we talk about now. Um, But it'll all have kind of a food focus because that's the main focus of our lives. And... It's going to be the main focus of the show. Yeah. Um, we we really wanted to um, come on to, I think, today with some reverence for what the past couple few years have been with this podcast, because it's been just such a unique experience for the both of us yeah. to get to connect with all of you and be there with you on your journeys as well and hear updates and hear joyful stories and hear tearful stories. Yeah. And, um, and it's just been such an education and such a great 
like monumental support for us. Absolutely. And um, we are just like nothing but gratitude for this sweet little community that that has been created. Yeah. And we've connected with people that we never expected to, um, you know, and I've had just a really, you know, we started that podcast as a way of kind of like telegraphing what was going on during our pregnancy, you know, mm-hmm. during Rin's pregnancy. And um, if only you could just get pregnant. Oh, fuck. It'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey would probably be the most fertile person ever, don't you think? That I think that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. You'd get pregnant with like sex tuplets. Yeah. I know that like horniness and, and um, fertility don't really have anything to do mm-hmm. with each other, but I am a uniquely horny person. Yeah. So yeah. I think that might help. Yeah. I'm not saying you're not a horny person. You're thirsty as fuck, but, um, <laughs> but no, it's... <laughs> But yeah, I do feel like I look kind of like an ovary, like an overfilled ovary. I look an like, overfilled hairy ovary? Yeah, like I look like a bag of grapes, like a sweaty bag of grapes. Um, but yeah, and it's, you know, the the main thing is, is I always felt some kind of discount. Like, okay, well, what I was saying was we started that show as kind of this like way of, you know, communicating to the outside world what was going on. Um, you know, and then it became a different show because... It took we, a few twists and turns, it took some didn't it? twists and some turns. <laughs> wow. Derailed a little. <laughs> yeah, well, there was a beheading. Um, ooh. Mm. I actually didn't... Ouch. <laughs> I was trying to do like a Six Flags <laughs> reference. For those of you who listen, you'll too know soon. that that was maybe too too deep of a cut. Too but uh, anyways, there was a kid thrown from the Ferris wheel. I guess I could have said that. Um, there was... It was... There was some twists and turns that were unexpected. And so the show became something more serious. And I think that's totally fine. Um, neither of us are very serious people. You're more serious than I am. Mm-hmm. That's right. But it always felt hard for me because we'd sit down. For one thing, it was kind of like pulling teeth sometimes to sit down and talk about things. Because it was just like, fuck, dude, really? And we would sometimes go from like having a really happy day to getting on microphones and talking about real stuff that we were feeling. But then leaving kind of feeling like, ugh. And... And I appreciate that you have to get that stuff out, you know, and I totally like I think people felt it. They felt the realness of it, you know, but it was also hard because we're also just a couple that like we make stupid jokes and it felt felt kind of discordant to be talking about MC Hammer's penis, (laughs) croissant shaped baked good in his pants Um, and then be talking about the saddest shit you can talk about, you know, so um so anyways, I just, I think kind of like if this is a pivot that makes me happy. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, for me, this doesn't mean that the, the kind of like work ends, right? So um, I am here and ready to support anyone who wants to reach out, whether you're starting an IVF journey or having challenges with your fertility or wants someone just want a soundboard. Um, it's, it's like one of my greatest joys to, um, be able to, to talk and, um, you know, I've had that gift given to me and, um, I'm so here for it. Totally. Um, and then the other piece is that, you know, there's still so much work to be done in the in the world of reproductive rights. There's a Women's Health Protection Act right now. Mm. Um, call your senators or shoot them an email. Um, you can get on the Center for Reproductive Rights to encourage them um, 
to pass this bill because, um, as we know, SB8 in Texas is sort of just the beginning of a real, uh, you know, chipping away at our um, kind of foundational reproductive rights that have been set in place now for many years. Yeah, and And these um, fuckers are getting slick. They're getting SB8 is slick. slick. Yeah, really it's it's slick. one of those things where I want to hate them for it, and I do hate them for it. But I'm also like, wow, that was a it's a really smart workaround. Yeah, now you know there's Probably a, there's hold a up, but. prototype right now that's <clears throat> very clear and very um, scalable, right? Sure. <laughs> and um, I mean, California is already using it, you know, because it, it's a slippery slope. Like when you start to enable people to have this, you know, sort of kind of ransom. Slash, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, like the SB, vigilante, yeah, vigilante kind sort of. of justice thing where yeah. anybody anywhere can sue anyone who's been involved in any part of an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's a slippery slope when you start to say that like people can start you know taking the law into their own hands. So like I think California passed a, a law about assault weapons mm-hmm. that's basically based off of SB8, where if you know if someone has an assault weapon, you can sue, you can call them out anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and purchasing sales, all those different things. Mm-hmm. And so it's this could be a you know something that could back you know be a, a big backlash for people that are supporting SB8 for other sorts of rights that we have right. and I just think you know and then you look at Florida is looking at doing this I think it's a 15 week mm-hmm. um, ban on abortion including rape and incest anyways it's well tell the story about what happened to you today yeah it's um it's so interesting because I, I haven't been um in for acupuncture in a while, um, but things are starting to ramp up over here as far as thinking about the next transfer date. And so, um, you know, I was back on the acupuncture table today and um, it's lovely. It's wonderful. It's incredible that I have access to this care. And, you know, got off the table. For those of you that gotten have gotten acupuncture in the past, you know this sort of floaty acu feeling afterwards, that nervous system's nice and calm. And and I walk outside the building and um, it's a big kind of nondescript medical building um, that my acupuncturist is in. And right outside the door, there was an older woman, um, maybe in her late 60s, early 70s, with a bunch of sort of anti-choice literature. And, you know, a lot of this, I, I've seen so much of this when I volunteered at Planned Parenthood, but, um, you know, a lot of it is meant to be inflammatory with, you know, pictures that they're using and... Um, Was that the case with hers? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, And she locked eyes with me. And I think maybe, I don't don't know what she was thinking, but I think maybe thought, oh, this is a friendly face. Mm -hmm. And um, engaged with me and said, um, you know, do you know what they're doing on the ninth floor of this building? And I said, no, I, I don't know what they're doing on the ninth floor of this building. And she said, oh, they're doing late term abortions. And I felt myself, um, you know, I have this sort of uh, reaction when I get angry of like the <laughs> the rising red ear situation <laughs> yeah. where I can literally feel the burn start at my lobes and just creep up to the tippy top of my ears. And I know that it's visible too. Mm-hmm. I had a hat on so she probably couldn't see it. I've seen it. <laughs> It's a it's a really I don't get it that often, but there's certain things that and it seems to really be around <laughs> medical 
access and care, well, isn't that's, it? Yeah, I mean, the biggest time that, that I ever saw it was we went in, you came with me into like a, an urgent care years ago. We were mm-hmm. living in Colorado because I had these like bumps on my penis that I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd never seen my penis before actually this this day. Mm. So um, Yeah, wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, it was an amazing day. Um, <laughs> like the sprouting of the uh, truffles <laughs> in the spring, you know. No, but there was these bumps on my penis, and so I was like, I don't know. I think we should get these checked out, and um, we went into this urgent care, and there was a doctor in there. Was he a doctor? PA, physician PA. assistant. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was so fucking rude because mm-hmm. the symptoms had kind of gone away, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, this is what they did look like, and he's like, <sighs> and I was embarrassed to go in, and I've got my penis out in front of a stranger, Yeah, and he was like... <laughs> How am I supposed to diagnose this without any symptoms or something like that? He just like sunned me real hard. It was so dismissive. Yeah, super dismissive. And you, I'd never really seen your ears, but your ears went to like, like fire the, engine. Yeah, comic book, like you know where the kid or not comic book, but like cartoons where the, you know the head person's head turns into the thermometer that bursts or whatever. Yeah, your ears went so hot and red. I think it's like unfairness and unfairness and some sort of a kind of shock. I think that like it's this combination for you. And yeah. I think it, Yeah, it is you, you it have is. a lot of those emotions around healthcare stuff because it's a really vulnerable time yeah. and place. I think that's it. I think it's the like the vulnerability piece. Like like I I was thinking in that moment who's who else is gonna ha- like I can handle this interaction with this woman. Yes, I'm gonna cry in my car afterwards yeah but i can handle this interaction yeah is there going to be somebody that can't handle this that's just going to you know kind of tip them over the edge and um okay so continue yeah continue with what happened yeah so um she 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 then proceeded to tell me that on the ninth floor they are doing late-term abortions is the way that she termed it and i said oh that's interesting i've had a late-term abortion and i i said it to her very matter-of-factly I didn't feel very matter-of-fact in that moment you know it felt like um we're we're coming up on a year um of losing Katie and so it's you know it's just kind of a like it feels like a pretty juicy time anyway Mm -hmm. and um but I you know just said it very matter-of-fact and not in an angry way and she said oh oh I um I, I bet you needed a lot of prayer then and I said, actually, I didn't need prayer. I needed really sound medical advice and really safe medical care. And she didn't quite know what to do with that. And so she, you know, kind of gave me the, um, well, God bless you sort of response. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, Mayonnaise goes on everything. <laughs> and I, you know, I just said, thank you. And, and I walked away, mm. you know, and then I walk away and I think like, could I have extended that conversation? Should I have given her the details? Was that would that have been worth my time to tell her I'm upstairs? Um, I've been seeing an acupuncturist for you know two and a half years. I've been going through fertility treatments for X amount of time. This was a wanted pregnancy that we decided mm. to end for this reason, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it who knows. I mean, it probably wouldn't have made a difference, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's you know, I I think there's an argument to be made for like ever, even in like moving someone a quarter of a degree, you know? Yeah. It's, and they just... hear the story, they see, she sees your sweet face and then she's like, oh, wow, you went through this really sad, terrible thing that you didn't want to do. I mean, we started talking about it a little bit and I was like, Rini, you know, let's talk about it on microphone. I mean, it's, 
it's always interesting to me that like the the late term abortions are the things that people look at as like the most incendiary versus because it's most people that are you started to talk about this is most mm-hmm. people that are going through a late term abortion i mean it is not something that is a happy moment it's not something that's like a spontaneous thing right. it's like right. this is something that someone it's probably I mean, maybe not all the time, but it's oftentimes it's it's a medical anomaly. Mm-hmm. It's a wanted pregnancy. Like this is not, well, it just seems like they're barking up the wrong fucking tree. At the end of the day, it's a decision that you've made with your healthcare provider. Totally, yeah. It's not like you're, you know, walking into a casino and you just like hit the jackpot. Man, I get to have a yeah. late term abortion. Right. No, this is a this is a medical decision that's been made. Mm-hmm. A very, very private medical decision. Yeah. And, you know, you guys remember what <laughs> what that decision was like for us. And we luckily live mm. in Oregon sure. where we could have this procedure. Yeah. We luckily have a community that supported our decision. We have a partnership that supported our decision. 100%. It, didn't, it almost didn't even feel like a decision, right? Well, I mean, I I don't think it really was. Right. I mean, the other options were so terrible. Bleak. Bleak. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the idea that like this, let me just, let me give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to call her a sweet Christian woman. Sure, I think that she was. She I probably think that is. That's she's fair probably enough. a nice. I don't know what her age was, but she's probably a sweet mom or grandmom or whatever. And you know, albeit probably, misguided, I think all sweet. the things. Yes, I just have a seriously hard time thinking that if she was in the room with us and you were her sister or daughter or granddaughter or whatever, mm-hmm. and we were given the three options that we were given, which were terminate the pregnancy, mm-hmm. carry the baby to term, knowing for a fact that she will die. Mm-hmm. Um, basically upon birth. Mm-hmm. So you're causing pain for you, pain for baby, you know, whatever. And then third option was... Um, to start to induce labor To now. induce labor. So you were literally going to have the baby then that was, again, going to die. Right. I just seriously doubt that she would have chosen the, the latter two options of unbelievable pain by choice. Right. I don't know. I, I don't believe that that's a thing. I don't believe it. Well, and it's it's interesting because there's – I if you guys don't listen to The Experiment, it's a pretty cool podcast. Um, they recently did – it's I think in December. It's, it's pretty recent. But there's an abortion episode that I would highly encourage you to listen to because it, it really touches on this. A, a very Christian person faced with a um, decision that – was a mm. little close for me to listen to, but yeah. it was, um, it's really, really interesting to listen to her. Um, you know, she was very frank about her inner dialogue mm-hmm. and the decision that she came to. Um, and- I just always wonder, like, if I, you know, if we do could talk to that person and say, like, how many people do you know who've been presented with a choice like this? Well, I, I would imagine not many. Not many. Right? Yeah. And it's the same, like, you know, many. I don't know, this, that same person might be out, like, picketing against trans rights now. How many trans people do you know? Right, you know? Right. And it's a lot of these, you know, anti-BLM, all lives matter people, they don't know any black people. Right. They've never seen police violence against black people. And right. it's, so it's just, ignorance is this, it's, it's you know, where people talk about kind of this like, you know, rural sort of like, you know, bucolic lifestyle and mentality about things. 
And I look at it as violent. Like I look at it as something where you are actively ignoring major parts of the world. Like when I hear someone that's like says like I don't eat ethnic food or like, you know, whatever, or I've never or like Ugh, soy sauce or something, you know, I'm like because and they live in like a country place or whatever. I don't think it's cute. Like I think it's like you are actively ignoring a big part of our culture. And to for this person, I don't know, maybe she has been through things. I doubt it. But to to just to lean into this kind of like, I'm doing this because I'm kind, I'm doing this because of Jesus, I'm doing this because of the Bible, when on the other side of the coin is the hardest, one of the hardest decisions that people are ever going to have to make in their right. lives, right. pain, suffering, you know, and the loss of something mm-hmm. huge, mm-hmm. It's, it's not caring, right. it's not Christian. Jesus would slap the fucking taste out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like to think that Jesus was a pretty reasonable human. And, you know, it. I, I think what a lot of religion has done is it's it's turned, it's it's tried to sort everything into very black and white categories, right? It has to, right? Yeah. And um, and so you, you just say that I am pro-life. I yep. like to say anti-choice, but <laughs> I think it's a better way to say yeah. <laughs> I am pro-life, and and you know, kind of that's it, and that's all, and yeah. there's no room for any gray areas there, sure. right? And so, um, who knows? You know, I I think there there was potential there for me to have a bigger conversation. I think getting kind of smacked with it, it, it I you know, in my like accu <laughs> dreamy zone that I was in, um, I wasn't fully prepared. But I'm, you know, I'm glad that I at least communicated um, that this friendly face that you see um, had to make that agonizing decision. I needed safe medical care. That's what's happening in this building. And you are a friendly person. Like, and you are, the friendly face is attached to a good person who made a moral decision, who made a decision for themselves and for their body, which they have control over. Right. I'm glad that you met up with her after or in your accu haze and not like after a whiskey tasting Ooh. or gin for real. That would I would have I would have pissed, pissed on her sign. I think is what yeah. would have yeah. <laughs> and that would and that like absolutely wouldn't have helped. I think, or maybe after you, gin, I would have vomited on her sign. I think the likely. thing that you said though was actually like without having to stay stand there and talk to her for minute, many minutes. I think it was a really effective way to say it. You know, it's like yeah. keep calm. And say like, no, this is a, this was my reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your prayer could not have prayed my baby's anencephaly away. Your prayer yeah. could not have saved my baby's life. No, my baby was going to die anyways. Yeah, this was, and because of modern medicine that right. Jesus ipso facto created. Right. Jesus created the doctor, the human in your mind, you know, Jesus and his dad and the Holy Ghost and whoever fucking created the doctor that created the medicine that created a safe way for you to be able to choose when you got to end your baby's life. Yes. It gave you ultimate control. It's like that is a it's a loving act that you did. Yeah. And, you know, is there a more um, like. I think about this, the sanctity of the relationship that you have within a partnership, within a, a medical relationship, within, mm. you know, I think that there's like, Jesus exists in all of that. If, if, sure, if you're able to see it that way. If you believe in Jesus, Jesus exists in all of that. Yeah, and sure. And so, 
Um, well, on some level, if I wanted to kind of like tune into the way that I, you know, I'm an atheist, but if I wanted to tune into some sort of version of kind of like a extra, you know, like kind of a spiritual extra human sort of way of, of looking at the world or, or some kind of kind of version of spirituality or something that I could, that I can identify with, like science Mm-hmm. nature, mm-hmm. all of those things are the closest way that I can get there. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of look at like, if I'm speaking with a really good doctor, a really good health practitioner, like that person is kind of like a priest to me mm-hmm. or like a religious mm-hmm. figure to me. They understand things I don't know. Right. The world is a complex, amazing thing. I just think it can be explained by science. I don't need this, you know, right. multi-thousand well, and, book of fairy you know, tales. Imagine if I think about that day at OHSU when we had stellar providers Mm, stellar and i think about what if if at any point along that that chain when we were so devastated yeah if any one of them had said let's sit and pray i'm just i'm gonna just pray for you yeah right the the prayer happened when the that you know ob grabbed my hand and like didn't didn't have to do that yeah. You know, like that was, it's, but that was paired with, here's my best medical advice and I'm so sorry, you know. Yeah. Um, Which is a practical prayer. Right. Like right. saying, "We're I'm going to see you, I'm going to hold you, yeah. I'm going to be here for you, but I'm also going to give you an intentional path to move through this. Right. Because hopes and prayers aren't what we need right now right and act and act like a plan is right and that to me is like that is a prayer that is an an activated intentional moment of here's what we can actually do yes because of the glory of the knowledge that we have the right. technology that we have right. the abilities that we have now right that to me that's such a good i like that you said that yeah yeah <laughs> see this is what we get into on the show and it's awesome <laughs> yeah we get Rindog crying. Rindog never had cried like in public prior to meeting oh, me, and well. now she's crying on the microphone. <laughs> I know. All, I mean, that ship has sailed very much about so. three years yeah, ago. That so. ship has already <laughs> circumnavigated the globe six times. But yeah, and I love and see, and we might have a corner for this sure. like on our new show. Like if something pops up that's like relevant to this or whatever, sure. we'll we'll talk about it because these are important issues. Like when we talk about like you know infertility, like. You know, babies, food, all of these things, it's all it's all interwoven. Nothing is, is is a siloed experience. Well, and there is a there is an access piece to all of this, Obviously. right? Um, and there is and with food, with reproductive rights, it's um, you know, we have been in just such an incredibly privileged position and look at how painful all of this has been for Mm -hmm. us in our privilege, in our community, in all of the access that we have. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, I would encourage you guys to go to that, um, center for reproductive rights, um, website and, or just give your senators a jingle. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, it's great about and the women's health protection, act. and especially if you if you live in a in a state like our senators are on it. Yeah, like we have two of the best senators, and they're going to be they're they're leading the charge on it. And but if you, especially if you live in a state that doesn't have that, or yeah. that has some people that need to be tweaked one way or the other, like just let them understand that this is an issue that's going to be that's going to define how people vote. Like these are issues that are going to be 
you know, extremely important and, you know, are going to dominate the media on one level or another through the Republican talking points. And so we definitely have well, to be the, on Well, and the, it. you know, Christian right, this is the rallying cry. Oh, yeah. This is it. They are organized. Yeah. They are funded. Yeah. They have a very clear prototype for how to move forward. I mean, this is like my, you know, caring, sweet Catholic relatives who never would hate someone like Trump. He was anti-choice, and so that was their only, that was the thing that they voted on. And I kind of tend to think they liked some of the other things too, but (laughs) but I mean, this is like some people are- You can hide behind that a little bit, right? (laughs) Yeah, some people are single issue voters, and this is is one of the main issues. I mean, this is, we don't have to talk about this for too much longer, but like the, you know, the thing about the two main issues that I think are at the core of our our political conversation always are abortion and gun rights, right? Mm -hmm. And both of them are complex issues. Right. Because abortion is something that, you know, like you can look at different examples of it and you can kind of feed your feelings about things. Mm-hmm. You can say, well, these people are, you know, are, are using, and it's like, and abortion also has to do with babies. And sure. so it's real easy to convince people that it's this monstrous act. Right. And then on the other side of it is what we went through and what, you know, a lot of people go through when it comes to, uh, you know, abortion access. And, and it's these very human stories. Mm-hmm. And guns, you know, some people need guns. Some people grew up with guns. Some people use guns for self-protection. Some people hunt, which I don't give a fuck about, but like good for you. And I understand that like there's, you know, there are reasons for like guns are, it's it's not just negative. Like right. some people it's, it's, you know, it's something they can look at as this very, you know, this big thing in their life, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, if I hadn't had my gun, my family might have died or mm-hmm. something, you know? And so it's this, they're not equal, but they are equal. They're like the hot button issues for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really like explain it in a perfect way because I hadn't really thought about it until now. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, abortion and, uh, you know, access, like you said, access to comprehensive intelligent intentional healthcare mm-hmm. and providers that are able to have you know access to all of the options for what you might need in that moment yep that for everybody for everybody regardless of your socioeconomic status yep. your race yep. the state you live in where yep. you live in that state marital status totally sex yep. gender all the things it's there's a lot of and it's just it it's just it's more important yeah like yeah. it is, I mean, and it's like, I'm, I'm for gun, uh, control because I want, it's a similar kind of like, um, uh, you know, rights of my body. Mm-hmm. I want my body and I want other people's bodies to be protected mm-hmm. from things that are going to ruin their bodies and kill their bodies. Mm-hmm. And so, but this, this one is like, it's literally about women's health. Like that's right. at the core of it. It's about keeping people alive. And Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's talk a little bit about, we'll talk a little bit more about, so Mikey and Rin Eat In, yes. the new show. We're going to have, it's going to be through this same feed. Yep. And so you far, don't have to do a thing. Yeah. As far as I understand, it's just going to, we're just going to change one word <laughs> and then we're going to be talking. And I want to hear from you guys. Like if you have awesome cookbooks, if you have great family recipes that you want us to cook and talk about, if you have food stories, we're going to tell you all the fun things that we do around in the food world, all the fun things that we're cooking, amazing ingredients that we're hip to. We're going to tell stories about creators and producers, um, local to us and local to you, hopefully. We're just going to really dig into one of the things that I think is the driving force in our life and our relationship. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think I have anything more to say about okay. that. <laughs> I think, you know, it's a... Um, Mikey and Rin Stay In started as a big experiment. It did. And this is sort of a big experiment. And it we're is. just going to like sprinkle the alchemy of all the things that we've got. And hopefully we come out with a beautiful stock pot of like gorgeous, yummy, silky, beautiful stew soup. <laughs> you had some great conflicting adjectives in there. I don't I want really my fun. stew to be silky. My soup, I do. Sure. I thought you were going to go for like a consomme or something. I was like, it's probably not going to be as clear and refined as a consomme. This right. is going to be more of a kind of a chowder. I know. I don't know what the fuck a consomme is. Consomme so is I, that, I, yeah, it's a super clear, like clarified. It's like the most type A soup. Okay. Yeah. Very, very anal. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't come from an anus, but mm. yeah. Oh, and and there will be no change, probably an increase in the amount of dirty talk. Mm. Um, definitely the amount of microphone burping. Yep. Because we're going to be eating. <laughs> we're probably not going to eat the food while we're talking. Yeah, let's I be think honest. I think it's going to like be some cooking and then we're going to we're going to talk about what we've cooked and like successes, failures, that sort of stuff, but I don't think we're going to be we're not going to try to increase the amount of chewing on microphone. Ultimately, we just hope that you'll join us and like come on along for the ride. You mm-hmm. guys have been on <laughs> You guys have been on quite a ride totally. with us. And um we are stopping at this station and we're just like moving across the tracks yep. and getting on a little bit of a different train. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, But we love you. We love you too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you too. And I love us. And I, yeah. We love, we love I. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so first episode, we don't know when it's going to launch, but like somewhere around we're two getting, weeks from now probably. Yeah, we're getting our shit together. Yeah, and we're just, you know, we're going to, like I just designed a new icon for us and we've got to, you know, get some some kind of the assets all ready to roll. But then we're going to record and, you know, sometimes we're going to have fun guests, sometimes it'll be the two of us, but ultimately it's going to be like, it's just going to be Mike and Rin doing what we do on in our, you know, in our world. Eating in. Eating in. Yeah, we got to think about the song. Mm. It's going to be similar, mm. but different. Maybe more orchestration. Mm. Ooh. I thought you were going to say more organ. <laughs> <laughs> Should I tell people? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I've been thinking about starting. There's all these organ meat companies and stuff starting now. I've been thinking about starting like an organ meat company, but it's only made out of animal sex organs. <laughs> yeah, I like it's funny. it. Uh, okay, for the last time. Yes. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight, tonight. Ooh, tonight. Uh, we're standing. In tonight, tonight, tonight. tonight. Uh, great song. Yeah. We're staying in for the last time. We love you. Love you. Bye-bye.